Hi everyone, this is uh, Nick from the VHF DX podcast. Uh, you may be looking for our usual intro theme from uh, the great David Arkenstone, but uh, we're doing this French accordion music. And well, if you listen to this emergency episode of the VHF DX podcast, you'll uh, you'll find out why. So let's get started. Well, hello. We're bringing you an emergency edition of the VHF DX podcast. We, uh, you know, we uh, stuck to our word. Uh, we said if there were conditions, receptions uh, during the 2022 eSkip season that warranted us to uh, reconvene, uh, we would do so before, you know, before July ended. Um, and, you know, I think in journalism, they tell you, you know, you shouldn't be like you shouldn't be the center of the story, um, but you know, as it happens, my co-host here um, very much finds himself the center of the DX story. Um, Bryce Foster, how does it feel uh, to be the first individual? And, and with all apologies, yeah, Larry Horlick in uh, Newfoundland has had amazing DX, but he is in Newfoundland. He's not in the continental uh, North America, you know, land. Um, Bryce, congratulations on logging transatlantic e-skip on FM. How are you doing this Wednesday evening? Well, my head is spinning a little bit <laughs> and I'm not generally one that likes to be the center of attention. And luckily it's a small hobby here. I mean, did your life change? <laughs> did you, uh, when you woke up this morning, brushing your teeth, did, did, did you feel any different? Uh, yeah, I, I looked real hard for the Burger King crown in my, <laughs> uh, in my closet and couldn't find it. So I'm, uh, I got one on order. <laughs> To, to wear around the house next weekend. Endorsement but. deals, you know, just, just if nothing else with a <laughs> podcast, that is something that's something we should, you know, probably actually look into. Um, but, you know, I think you may land one. Um, obviously, that that's that's at least a major reason why we're gathering uh, here this evening. We're recording on July 6th. Um, but it's been a great period too. Um, you know, domestically, um, there's been openings every day. Um, got to be enjoying this as an FM DXer, uh, wouldn't you say? Um, maybe not, you know, I think we can quibble, you know, we'll, we'll assess the st statistics at the end. Um, you know, as far as like as good as last year, I, I would say no. Um, but it's been a good period, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think we... I mean, what was the title of our last episode? Like an average June so far. And I think we kind of wrapped up with some comments about what we were looking for. You talked a bit about looking for maybe an interesting domestic opening that was more of one of those narrow footprint type things, which I think we got. And I was thinking about it as we got it the day after the podcast. Um, so we, we will DX into existence here on the, on the <laughs> podcast. Um, Very true. And then, and then of course, I think I said, well, I'm looking for something exotic. So I got that. So we're just here to gloat 
That's uh, really the, <laughs> Nostradamus, uh, you know, manifested in DX form. You know, we're happy to record before any dead period. Uh, yeah, no, definitely the opening you're referring to um, June 27th, uh, the day after we recorded, um, was just one of those classic days. I think there was pretty much FM skip pretty all much day. all day long. It started in Florida. It was a typical, and I'm speaking from the New Jersey vantage point, very typical, good opening, but, you know, Miami, um, Miami to Fort Myers to Orlando. But then it sort of stuck around. And I talk about, yeah, like the single hop openings that that I enjoy most, where you, you have a very defined target area um, in, in for maybe like 20 minutes, it was like Tampa, but like just Tampa. Um, you could find, you could, you know, you, you would, ha you have the time to sort of go up and down the dial, look for translators. Obviously it helps to, you know, I use diversity mode phasing. Um, and then it just sort of continued onward, short skip, um, into the Carolinas from here in Jersey, which is unusual. Um, and then it right about dinner time, um, resurfaced into the Midwest, um, with, uh, the Detroit Windsor area, a few signals, um, which is under 500 miles from here. So, um, yeah, incredible. Is, you know, not the, the center of the story here, but that was the quality of the opening on the 27th. Um, and you know, I think that should lead us into what happened for you yesterday, uh, Mr. Foster. Um, so take us through, um, because this, you know, and I think the one takeaway, um, and I, I can briefly talk about what I did or didn't do yesterday as well. Um, but, um, you know, this, the transatlantic activity, you probably should be looking early in the morning for it. Would you say just run through your morning, your routine, um, and how you ended up logging France on 87.8 FM? Well, first of all, talking about my morning routine and anyone <laughs> aspiring to have my morning routine. Um, I just don't listen to me because I'm like, I'm not, a, I'm a morning person in that I love getting up early and doing things like looking for DX and, you know, having my cup of coffee and kicking back with a hypothetical newspaper or those kind of things. But I usually don't do it. I usually roll, I work, I work remotely and I normally roll out of bed regrettably like 30 minutes before I start I working, that. rush to get myself somewhat presentable. And then, you know, that's it. Um, I happen to wake up on Tuesday, you know, after a restful 4th of July weekend. And um, I think I, you know, I ended up getting down here about eight o'clock uh, Eastern time, which I feel like that's, you know, that's kind of the window of best TA opportunity is yes. about eight o'clock Eastern. Yep. Um, and sure enough, the activity kind of started to the East about 820 that morning, which was this, you know, I, I lamented on the last podcast, we talked about your wishes, you know, and how, how they were fulfilled. I think one of, one of the things I mentioned was the, this first hop into the Canadian Maritimes. I really enjoy that particular path. And then I always, you know, in addition to enjoying the single hop up there, because, you know, as it can drift north or west, or if it gets really intense, there's always some interesting 
um, low power stations up there in these different communities in the Canadian Maritimes and up the, the river in Quebec or up into Labrador. Um, I was really looking forward to one of those openings and um, yes. one of them fired up right at, I want to say about 820 local time um, yesterday, which was July 5th morning. So I started to indulge in that, you know, about one coffee in and um, keeping a, a keen eye on, on TA. Um, and one thing that I always do, you know, and I think everybody else, I would, would highly recommend it. If and it's not just transatlantic, it's, you know, if you're looking like, you know, say you're in the Midwest and you're looking southward at like a domestic single hop opening, maybe down like Florida and Louisiana, and you see like, hey, maybe there's another hop down into Mexico or Central America. Um, always worth firing up a, I have the AirSpy HF Plus that I just spin up a second window of uh, SDR console is usually what I use. Mm. Um, but of course, it, the software doesn't really matter, but just spin that up. It's got, you, you could use another SDR, but the HF Plus has a 912 um, kilohertz bandwidth. And I just park that from basically 87 to 88 and always monitor um, that just below the standard uh, United States FM band. So of course, it's not available for everyone. I think you have a, a DTV6 there that kind of pollutes that spectrum a little bit, maybe in some directions or in all, all directions. But I do. Yep. For those fortunate enough not to have a DTV6 like, uh, like me, I just cannot recommend enough just monitoring 87 to 88. Uh, and that's what I did. And sure enough, I was knee deep kind of enjoying some Canadian e-skip, you know, just having a peaceful morning. And here comes 87.8, which obviously when you see a frequency like 87.8, it pretty much immediately... You know, it's something... Yeah. It, even, you know, I get outside a Outside our waters. Exactly. And I live near a pretty major road. Well, not a major road, but there, there's, an, there's a fair amount of traffic about a mile away from here. So I hear a lot of microtransmitters. Nobody sets their microtransmitters in their American cars to 87. An even channel. Yep. An yep. even channel or 87.6. There's some stations out there too. Um, so it immediately piqued my uh, uh, interest. And, um, you know, about after a minute or two of really, really weak signal, uh, I shared an audio clip with the full shebang. Um, uh, there was a fade up for about a minute. And I didn't really know what I hear. My ears are not, you know, I'm, I don't know. I'm a uh, right brain person. I'm just not really good with, with foreign languages other than Spanish, which I, I do speak somewhat proficiently, but uh, so French, I, I just can't make out anything. So luckily with the help of the community, I figured out that I had a lucky fade up um, about three minutes into this fairly brief signal that um that was carrying this Radio France um, stream, which I think learning how the how foreign and particularly European broadcasters sort of work is also helpful uh, in that a lot of these countries sort of like the Canadian, um, the uh, CBC, they run, you know, just sort of maybe three or four different 
sub streams of their of their main network and uh radio france which apparently is like a lot of stations in in france carry various um sub networks from the radio france um you know parent parent network um one of these sub channels that all the european dxers are super familiar with is france culture so they were doing a story on themselves sort of like we're doing a podcast about myself here which is weird uh <laughs> they were talking about a historical broadcast that um that france culture had done and some of the folks that just listened to it without any context said well you know it's is that really a positive idea if it's a kind of a news story on some you know historical broadcast that was done on on one particular network it could be another network talking about you know this the uh, the another broadcast um but luckily another thing about these european networks i learned this with the portuguese the rtp mm. network is a lot of them record everything that goes out over yes. the air and they post them as podcasts or archives um so one of our friend fit he goes by fin dx i forget his uh his real name thank you sir if you're listening um he dug through and found the archive of the broadcast that was recorded and posted on their website and it matched perfectly very clutch That's... yep i think the previous uh distance record uh, transatlantic was bill hepburn who um heard the azores hi yeah. bill and uh, he he identified the same 87.7 in the azores um that was the record until this reception uh the same way just digging through these Podcast archives matching yep yeah, and even just a, a real weak voice, you know, that you can hear a few words and whatever their language is, and it matches the archives and the timestamp matches up. Boom! You have. I think ID, that's so. a perfect way. Absolutely. Um, now, from your vantage point, is there, you know, because there's multiple transmitters, I believe, on eighty-seven point eight. Was there any, you know, is your strategy there? I think the perfectly acceptable strategy is pick the strongest transmitter or the closest one. Um, any thoughts about that? Uh, well, I think this can be a, a, a DX dilemma, right? One that we don't normally have to deal with in North America. So I don't know how many listeners we have that are uh, over the pond, but it was actually something I was interested in. So, you know, if we have anyone that has experience DXing in Europe, I'd be interested in their perspective on how they log these kind of things. But 87.8 carrying France culture uh, has five stations, uh, according to FM List, who, which I think is sort of the authority on European Absolutely. Um, yep. radio stations. They have five stations. So they carry the same program. So it's not really conclusive on which one I heard. Uh, but but looking, you have to count it. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean there's, there's no, there would be, there's no other way. Am I, even if you got the PI, I don't know that that would distinguish um, based on how they run it there. Um, According to FM list, all five of these 87.8s to carry France culture all run the same, same. PI. Uh, which is, I think, the European approach to, um, you know, another story for another day of how they do RDS. Yep. You know, I yep. think some of the car receivers are capable of searching for other stations with the same PI code so they can automatically switch between frequencies. Anyway, uh, they all run the same PI code. So it's really impossible to say exactly what station it was. But I looked through the list of the five 
uh, four of them were under one kilowatt, you know, 200 watts, 500 watts. Um, and then there's this one that's about 100 miles south of Paris, a um, couple hundred kilometers from Paris um, in the southwest of France, you know, just maybe 100 kilometers inland there. Um, it happened to, I think, be the closest one to me, and it also ran two kilowatts. So I figured it would be the most understated distance and the most likely in terms of um, power. So that's the one that I went ahead and logged. I'm not even going to try to say the name of the city where this um, transmitter <laughs> comes from, but Southwest of Paris and uh, worked out to be, I mean, my head is still spinning 3,400 miles, nice. uh, which translates to about 5,500 kilometers. So I don't know where the dis distance record stands, but I think Paul Logan probably beat me um, 13 years ago, but um, definitely a remarkable distance, presumed three hops in there. Um, I think that was pretty well documented based on some of the cross paths. Um, you know, just a lucky ID and about a four minute fade up, even frequency. I'm still, I'm still amazed. It's um, wild. I mean, um, you know, I, I think Paul Logan said it best. Um, he deemed it, you know, if there were the top dozen or not even half dozen um, FM receptions in recorded history, I would, uh, you know, easily put it among, <clears throat> excuse me, amongst those six um, and something that I think has been speculated for, you know, as long as I've been doing this, like hearing transatlantic FM, um, you know, one thing to hear the Azores and we'll talk about you doing that today, um, <laughs> but to hear continental Europe. And I think what, you know, what's even more wild is, you know, if you were putting you know, betting odds on which uh, European country, I think you would probably have gone with Spain or, <clears throat> excuse me, Portugal um, or the UK. Larry Horlick heard the UK in June. Um, France never really entered my mind, even though, you know, there's, um, I believe it, you know, it, ha it has a coastline, um, but um, it's it's not the first, geographically the first country um, that I would have expected the, you know, somebody in the U S to log. So that's, that's gotta be mind blowing, uh, as well. Um, yeah, I was not, I was expecting, yeah, Spain or the UK would have been my, my guesses. I think Larry, um, our friend up, up there in Newfoundland has had a lot of luck with Spain, um, including today, of course. It's like his new past. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I know, right. It's but yeah, if you look at the map of Europe, you know, France, um, it sits, its coastline is much further east than, than, exactly. um, yep. than say Ireland or Portugal or Spain. So yeah, it was, you know, it just happened to be the way that the paths line up, which the paths lining up is just so, and dumb luck and looking. That's everything. really yeah. the main thing. So yeah, it just happened to be that, you know, it, I think I had a bit of an epiphany that getting three East clouds to line up are it's, it's a much different game than two, you know, two is, you know, you have cloud one 
can be wherever in, in your radius. And then you just need a second cloud to hit the right angle. Now getting a third cloud to line up, you know, it's kind of the law of exponents, right? If, um, you know, every cloud that you add is exponentially more difficult to get them to line up. So it just happened to line up that way and where it landed is where it landed. And, Crazy. you know, who, who knows where it landed? It could have landed well off the coast of, of France and in, in the Gulf there um, between um, Spain and France. And it just sort of happened to catch a stray signal. Um, you know, it wasn't really a strong signal. So I, I don't, I don't know. And I reviewed, you know, I was rolling recordings on some other frequencies and I didn't hear anything on any other frequencies. Now it could have been covered up that morning. Of course, you know, I'm not going to complain about my luck uh, for sure. Cause it was very good, but the only bad luck side about yesterday morning, um, July 5th was just stifling regional Ustol, tropo. Oh <laughs> my God. It was so strong. So, you know, I woke up that morning thinking, Oh, I'm going to just tune around to some of this boring regional tropo. And it, that ended up being the downfall because normally I point in that direction and you know, where I'm located, if you look at Cape Cod, there's clear. You, dial. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I have a few locals in that direction. And then beyond that, there's nothing. So when you point Northeast here, it's, it's not wide open, um, which we'll talk about Larry's band here in a minute, but, but it is pretty, it's pretty open. And yesterday it was not, it was, I just, everything above 88, I, there was something on every frequency coming off the back. So there was, it, there could have been some more that I missed. It just got buried in, in tropo. So anyway, that, that was yesterday. And then uh, today, man, I think Larry, is the story of today, July 6th, when we're recording this podcast. Um, just incredible. Um, not so much on distance. I mean, incredible on distance. I think this is all double hop for him. But um, there were just, you know, we woke up today. A lot of times, I think these these big e-skip events are tend to be two-day kind of things, right? The energy remains. combo. Yep. Yep. It, it remains in the ionosphere, you know, woke up this morning to an incredible looking um, six meter map again, and just started watching the logs roll in from Larry, which is normally what happens. And I can't get a cloud to connect me. <laughs> so we just watch him. So sometimes, yeah. sometimes he's reporting our locals and yeah, and I can't know, hear and they're I, not going, you know, yeah. even though I there's really, I don't think there really is a such thing as one way skip, but you know, he's, he's one look at, and he posted some Twitter uh, captures uh, from His SDR console. Uh, check him out on Twitter at VO1FOG. His dial is pristine. It's just, you know, it, it, it's it's unbelievable. I shed tears looking at it. Um, take, take a look at his clips. Um, but yeah, he's just, um, you know, he, you know, he can add a, a feather to his cap. Um, the first person, you know, in North America, again, obviously, and I'm sure he'd be the first to admit, it's a lot easier to do this in Newfoundland than the US. Um, but multiple receptions from Africa, um, which is incredible amazing just you know just um again it's just it's so he is actually and i'm sure you know having him and another advantage newfoundland's an hour and a half ahead 
Um, so the early morning starts um, aren't so painful, um, you know, for, for Larry <laughs> up there. Um, he's just been a great, you know, early warning indicator. Um, one, when he is documenting, because he was, you know, he was logging, he was logging, you know, all up and down, you know, everywhere where there was Trapo yesterday morning um, in on the, uh, you know, north, the eastern seaboard uh, he was getting. Um, and then the fact that, you know, he's always looking for transatlantic stuff. He's been a, a great early warning indicator as well. But, you know, his receptions um, on the third, Puerto Rico and, and Greenland, um, which is which is wild, um, even though I, you know, I, that's just yeah, one hop for him. It's but single, still. but all the stations are super low power. I thought it was definitely noteworthy. Puerto Rico's double hop. Um, and yeah, I'm just I've been stalking his FM list. Um, and then I think. Of- both yet two days in a row, Algeria, which is not a country I would ever expect to hear about. Not on my wish list. I have to. I, I yeah. did not uh, did not think of. You know that is wild, just wild. That's and um, I think one of them today had RDS, which is you know it takes it takes somewhat of a signal to do that. I and think these are is- well over twenty five hundred miles from there, so probably long single hop. Um, there were just. E-skip midpoints all over the Atlantic today that just kind of, I think, ran, were drifting around and, and lining up and hooking him up. And, um, you know, the, the Algeria yesterday, uh, July 5th, and then today again, July 6th. And then today, I think uh, looking at his map, I see Morocco, Spain and Portugal all in the list. Um, and again, nuts. While it is, I think there are 1,300-ish miles, uh, the Azores, um, he has had that path multiple times as well the past couple of days up to the top of the band, um, which I think is really cool um, that he's looking for that. That's the kind of, you know, I feel like everyone, obviously Bill Hepburn had it in Ontario. Everyone on the East Coast, um, and I'll include myself in that, um, should be looking for the Azores when there's six meter activity. And again, um, depending on if you have 87 to 88 open, um, that would help a lot. Um, but, um, you know, that's just, it, it's a great target. And I think that what the last two years have, have revealed um, is it's definitely possible um, if you look for it. So, um, but Larry has just been, uh, you know, he's been doing, he, he just picked, you know, I, I think we talked about it a little bit. He just picked up FM last year um, and he has rewritten the record books um, ever since. It's just it's great to have somebody in, on Newfoundland um, who's who's doing this. So, yeah, um, which which brings me to, you know, of course, Larry is fun to talk about here, but his service is also tremendously helpful in that before his DXing activity, it was really difficult for us to tell Obviously, we have the six meter maps, but we didn't have a lot of reference points in terms of what paths over the Atlantic Ocean are up and into into FM or if you're even looking for, um, you know, let's say mid VHF um, analog TV, um, which I think Bill Hepburn and I exchanged some emails yesterday about that, like, hey, more people should be looking at analog TV, you know, channel two, three, four, five, um, that are still, still active in South America. And I'm, I'm sure, um, some of the African continent as well. Um, you know, we, we didn't have an idea beyond 50 megahertz of, 
of what was up and into FM. So seeing Larry, you know, for example, him reporting Bermuda, which is pretty common, 1x for him, um, that puts a cloud in the Atlantic Ocean. That's an alert. Yeah, absolutely. In FM, about, you know, if I draw from my location here, it's about 500 miles, his midpoint between him and Bermuda, and really a lot of people along the East Coast, you know, five to 800 miles a potential good first hop that launches you out. And then him reporting Azores, well, there's your second hop into FM if you're looking at transatlantic. Like these are very helpful reports to get an idea of where the midpoints are that are up into FM. So it can carry FM. And then if you're a TV DXer, you know, you can, you definitely have multiple uh, VHF TV channels available. So yeah, keep an eye on him. And he's a loyal user of FM list which um, I would rec- recommend everybody does that. Um, I, I wish we had a blog. We will at some point so we could post some links. It can be a little hard to find, but um, there is a- put it in the show notes. If, uh, if you download this on uh, or listen to this on Spotify or Apple podcasts, um, yes. we'll, we'll uh, um, Larry's Twitter feed and, and like in the FM list, uh, 30 minute map, um, which is a, a very, very useful tool. Uh, we'll, we'll put those in there that yep. you could at a minimum copy paste uh, into your browser. Um, but you know, that's, that is, that is so huge just knowing, um, and you know, again, you, um, you are, um, sort of, I don't want to say breaking the, breaking the mold. Um, but, uh, you know, just showing, um, from your spot there, which is obviously a fantastic, I, you know, everything you've heard, uh, since you've moved in there on Cape Cod, um, but also just showing, um, you know, a little, you know, know-how, I guess, um, you know, look again, employing the, the SDR to look between 87 and 88. Um, I don't know that people were doing that. And I'm particularly in the analog tuner days, that just probably wouldn't cro- have crossed a lot of people's minds. Um, or, you know, the the lazy East Coast DXer narrative. Um, which I, I just probably- point west. <laughs> which right? I did not, I mean, which, which I, I certainly it. contributed to myself yesterday morning um, because that aforementioned Tropo, it, it was DX related. Um, I was actually enjoying the heck out of that Tropo opening. Uh, t- you know, as we've talked about, yeah, I, I think I've mentioned it. I, I value uh, good Tropo quite a bit. Um, and there's, this, was a, this wasn't an exceptional coastal Tropo opening, but it was the type of coastal Trop that did not happen last year. So I was up until an ungodly hour uh, monitoring that. My antenna was pointed south. And thus, even though I, I do not think there was any chance with my uh, WPVI DT carrier situation that I would have heard it, um, I was enjoying my three or four hours of sleep during your uh, your reception. So, uh, well, so you know, how dare you? <laughs> you've got to actually be looking, um, but nevertheless, you do. Um, or you know, obviously, there's some there is some luck involved in these receptions for sure. But I think what you've heard. Um, you know, speaks for itself. So that's, I, I'm enjoying the heck um, out of observing it. Um, and so just, you know, fantastic stuff. Um, and I think we would also, you know, before we be end this emergency pod, um, also acknowledge the continued, you know, antics in the desert by uh, Randy Zur. Um, he notched his home state 
actually, I think his home state is Idaho, but he used to live. People know of him in the FMDX community, our, our you know, not so big community, um, as originally DXing from Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Well, he heard Panama City. Um, and if that wasn't enough, uh, on June 28th, Randy also logged uh, 93.3 WFLZ from Tampa, um, which I'm pretty sure is over 2,000 miles um, from the station. We all hate to hear because that is like so- one of our <laughs> most common uh, cringeworthy. Again, you know, we're not uh, we're not uh, you know, no, all DX hate, is good but, DX, right? <laughs> exactly. But- we're not we're not trying to uh, you know beggars can't be choosers, but we hear. Let's just. If you FMDX in the Northeast, we hear a lot of Florida. We just do. Um, and it gets boring. It does. Um, but in, you know, Western Nevada, totally different story. Um, I Like I told Randy, I have lost track on his double hop, just what he's heard. Um, he heard Birmingham, Alabama. He heard Dothan, uh, WTVY 95.5. Um, it like all of his catches deserve to, I've posted some of them on the WTFDA Twitter feed. I'll, I'll try to do more of them. Um, what's the handle on that again? It's like, uh, yeah, that is an excellent question. Oh, I've uh, sent you, I sent you to Twitter to look it up. I can't remember. It's TV DX I, or something I, I, like that. Anyway, D, DX TV FM, DX TV FM on Twitter. Perfect. That's another link we'll post in the show notes. Um, I try, you know, again, lately it's been the Bryson, uh, Larry and Paul Logan show, uh, but I do try to uh, highlight notable receptions as I can. Um, if you're active on Twitter, not that I necessarily encourage that, but if you do want to share any receptions, uh, you know, we'll gladly retweet those. Uh, but Randy, um, just amazing stuff. Um, he has had, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's really fun with the SDRs. Now you get some folks in areas where there have not been FMDXers in the past and you see what's possible. Um, and I think, you know, again, the DX does have to be there. Um, as you talked about, there was a, there was a period this year where I, I wondered, you know, wh- maybe this just wasn't going to be a good year for TADX. Um, you know, there still hasn't been like a huge Maritimes opening. I actually thought that might've happened this afternoon and it didn't. Um, but yeah, this every- afternoon was the opening that could have been. Anyway, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to extend this episode any more <laughs> than it have to. We actually had a cool, you know, I had uh, I caught a station up in a rural area of Quebec. I don't have the I don't have it on hand. It was like 500 miles from me. And a C-I-N-I few other people had or, some yep. really yep. CINI. Yep. Um, about uh, like two or three hundred miles north of Montreal. Did not expect to hear that. But some other people had some cool, like weird short skip and the maps look fantastic like it could be i thought it was I, iceland I was, 2.0 i was actually maybe, you know the dx the dx fomo uh phenomenon um that's another thing for another episode i had to head out and i was i was deathly scared um that i was gonna miss this epic you know short skip to like mount washington new hampshire um but it didn't happen that's easy skip you never know um but i hope everyone has been able to enjoy the openings that, that have occurred. Um, and it, it's still, you know, if we, again, law of averages and averages, if we have an average July, I, I, I think there's still more good openings to come. Um, but, you know, most of all, Bryce, congratulations on being the first individual to hear Europe on FM from continental North America, um, a well-earned log, uh, 
um, you know, don't let it get to your head. Um, I want to make sure that, you know, you're still up and at them at 815. Uh, yeah, it's the a, band. this um, is encouragement for me to get my butt up out of bed a little <laughs> earlier. So thank you, Nick. And then I just um, grateful. A, a lot of people sent me really nice emails and notes. Um, and thank you. You know, the community is so helpful and in, in helping me ID it um you know get help me with the translation um i think i posted it over on skywaves and got some good commentary over community there, there as well yep. from the european folks um you know which is another story of one man's pest is another man they're like sure. oh man france culture I hate all the time uh, yeah yeah so yep. anyway the the support has been wonderful and um i think the goal now is just get other people you know this is um these exotic e-skip catches are so much fun and um, hopefully we can advance some new techniques and with new SDR hardware, the Perseus that we talked about last episode and just techniques and equipment and effort. I think we, I will maybe the first, but definitely not the last. I, I see this happening to some extent, probably every season. So um good luck to everyone hopefully we have another shot this season if not soon enough great way great way to sum it up that is uh, all for our emergency pod we'll be back at the end when we feel like uh you know the e-skip season has concluded so it might be maybe sometime in august uh when we'll... the fat dxer sings that's right that's right uh you know usually coincides with that the meteor shower that I, I forget the name. Um, Perseids. Perseids. Okay. Um, that's the 13th and 14th of August. So sometimes, you know, it, it, we'll see, um, but we'll round up on everything. Some software upgrades as well um, for SDR sharp. Um, so, you know, some things. Yeah. We can, I got yeah. to test that. We're working on guests, guests for the, um, for the fall season. I think that's what we're going to do after August, try to have a couple interesting guests. Um, so if you have an interesting anecdote that you want to share with us, um, you know, that could, you could talk about for 20 minutes, feel free to shoot us an email. It's a small community, right? I think we'll put you on. Yeah, we talked about Bill Hepburn. I think we might have him on the schedule for this, this fall guest. at some point with some Arctic DXing experience and Tropo. And anyway, um, I think I'm interested in in remote DXing. Um, so anyway, if you want to talk about any and all of these topics um, or give us feedback on the show today, what's the email address before we wrap up? VHFDXpodcast at gmail.com. Very good. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Bryce. Congratulations. Enjoy the rest of July. You too.